0: Turn with me to the book of Hebrews, book of Hebrews, all right, praise God, uh, yeah, I'll see if there's any battery left on that one right there for you, just go ahead and put it on, huh? Yeah, the little one, okay, yeah, you can go ahead and put that battery on, right, just push it in. Here you go. Go ahead and open it up. Yes. Yeah, I just open it up and I'll I'll set it from up here. All right. Praise the Lord. All right. Stand with me all over the house for the reading of the Word tonight. I'll try to be brief tonight, but we're just going to follow the Lord. Is that all right with you? Okay, so we're going to go to the book of Hebrews. Amen. If you're there, say praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Okay, hold on just a second here. Sister, help, uh, help sister get over there to it. Amen. It's all right. Praise God. Absolutely. I'll still get there. Amen. All right. Hebrews chapter 13 and 5. Everybody there? Okay. The Bible says... Let your conversation be without covetousness, and be content with such things as ye have. For he he hath said, I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee. Father, for the next few moments here tonight, I ask you to just use me as a mouthpiece for the Holy Ghost. Lord, I pray that you would give me, Lord, I pray, the word to speak tonight. Give us the spiritual ears to hear your voice in this word. Give us the spiritual eyes to see the path as you lay it out before us. Give us the Godly wisdom to walk in that path. Father, we thank you and praise you for it. And everybody said in Jesus' name, amen. You can be seated. The title of this message is Enough Said. And as I began to put this message together a little while back, I was talking to Brother Bain, and you know, there's a lot of things in the Word of God, and really, it's a wonderful thing. But you know, as I began to look at this Word here, and it says, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Enough said. Enough said. So I started looking at the scripture and realizing how many of those scriptures there are. There's not enough to. There's not enough time in this week to go through all the scriptures that sum it up real nicely. Amen. We're going to get a few of those scriptures tonight. Isaiah 54:17, brother. Go. Okay, sister Sandra. Mark 11:22. Sister Sharon. Mark 11:23. Sister Erica, Mark eleven twenty four. Sister Summer, Mark eleven twenty five. Mark eleven twenty five. Sister Sandra, did I already get you? Huh? I did. Sister, Sister uh, Hutton, get me Philippians four thirteen. My lovely wife, get me Romans 8.31. Okay. Now, Isaiah 54.17. Go ahead, brother. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. Amen. Hey, enough said. See that? No weapon formed against thee shall prosper. Enough said. Okay, who's got the next one? Come on with it. Have faith in God. Enough said. Next verse. What did you, now, now remember what I said earlier about death and life are in the power of the tongue. Remember that? See that? He said, it shall not doubt in his heart. He shall have whatsoever he saith. See that? Enough said. See that? Okay. Who's got the next one? 24. Enough said. See that? Enough said. Okay, sister, come on. Did you know that's another key right there you just read? But enough said right there, but I'm going to elaborate on that for just a minute. Do you know that's another key? The keys to the kingdom are keys that open, unlock and lock things and turn things on, turn things off. Amen. They're keys that operate the kingdom of God. And so right there, did you know? Everything's opposites in God. The world tells you, how do we get? Well, the world would say, if you ask somebody like Donald Trump like that, how do you get? He'd say, you take. But in the kingdom of God, how do we get? We give. Because the Word of God says, Give, and it shall be given. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Shall men give to your bosom. Amen? Okay. Now, okay. Now just, just for FYI, that word bosom, it's not like a woman's bosom. It is a strap that was worn around the midriff in that day and time. It was loose on the top and tight at the bottom. It was a wide strap. Men and women wore them alike. And and it was open at the top, and they would put everything in it. It was a carryall. It was like a a purse, it was they carried everything there, even carried their children there. And that's when you see uh, uh in the Bible where it says uh, uh and, and he looked up and beheld Lazarus in Abraham's bosom, that's what it's talking about. That that bosom right there. Amen. That's just a, just an FYI. Anyway, okay, now okay, so how do you get forgiveness? There's the key to it right there. It says, when you stand praying, if you have aught against any, forgive that your Father will forgive you. For if you forgive not your brother his trespasses, then the Father in heaven will not forgive you yours. Let me tell you something. Blasphemy against the Holy Ghost is the absolute unforgivable sin. You will never be forgiven for that. But this is second to that, I would have to say. This right here will put you in hell for eternity very quickly. And that's unforgiveness. Because if you don't forgive, you cannot be forgiven. Because it's the key to your forgiveness. Amen. Wasn't very long ago, there was somebody had some unforgiveness, and you know what? They had to find their way to an old fashioned altar, and they got that forgiveness. And you know what? Praise God, got it behind them. Amen. Because let me tell you something, you can't harbor that. That's walking around with a ticking time bomb. If there's somebody that's done you wrong in your life, let me tell you something. It ain't no comparison to what you've done to God. So get over yourself and get over it. Whatever somebody's done to you, put it under the bridge. Amen. And you grab a hold of Jesus and say, God, I'm sorry, Lord. Forgive me. It's We're always real quick. And I'm just going to drop off on this for just a second because I feel it in the Holy Ghost tonight. I don't know why, but... Maybe I need to hear it, but I'm gonna just follow the Lord. Listen. <laughs> when you, when you have unforgiveness, you better watch it. It's a setup. Did you know when you, when, when, you know how quick you are to ask God to forgive you, right? Right? Don't we know that? I'm, how many times have you asked God to forgive you? <laughs> what? <laughs> I, A lot of us need that recording. God, would you forgive me? God, would you forgive me? And just play it over and over all day long. But you know what? Sometimes you will wonder how in the world somebody just, oh, no, he didn't get that head going back and forth. I don't know how y'all even do all that. But, oh, oh, God, Oh, oh, no, she didn't. Oh, no, she didn't. And come in there, just somebody just lights you up. Out of the clear blue, you're having a good day, and somebody just come along, and it's just like going down a chalkboard with fingernails, man, and just lights you up. And you're like, what? Where the heck did that come from? All them nails start popping out like a cat, man. I mean, you know, it just... Oh, I mean a hair stand up on the back of your head and you're thinking I will scratch your eyes out. I will knock you into next week. What do you, who do you think you are oh my god? I gotta go get I gotta go I gotta go take a break. Did you know? That might be your angel. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. You know, a lot of times God will provide Himself an avenue to bless you. And before He can forgive you, you gotta forgive, because you have to. The Bible says, "Give, and it shall be given." See, people always think money because they've watched all these TV preachers and their learjets getting rich. Send me your money. I need one more learjet. If you just send me, you can eat cat food for a week. I mean, come on now. Well, what kind of faith do you have? Maxim credit cards out, honey. Why, well, just send me your money. The blessings of heaven will fall out and knock your brains clean out. Dollar dollar. Oh, my God. What? Oh, ring the bell of success. Honey, put on your helmet. You're about to be knocked to the floor by the blessings of God. While you sitting there <laughs> trying to... Figure out how in the world you're going to share that bowl of cat food with your cat because it's all you got. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, it says give and it shall be given. Did you know the Bible also says with what measure ye meet, it shall be measured to you again. And so when you forgive... You've taken the key and turned and opened the door to forgiveness for you. But as the message is tonight, enough said. Enough said. Now, who's got that next scripture? Philippians 4.13. Amen. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. Enough said, right? Amen. Okay. Romans 8.31. God be for us, who can be against us? Enough said, right? Now, how many of you have ever heard those scriptures that we just read? Have you heard them scriptures? I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. Uh uh Man, I'm more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. Have you ever heard that? Huh? Amen. There shall nothing be impossible to you. Have you heard that? Amen. Have you heard that uh, uh, if God be for us, who can be against us? How many of you have ever heard that? Amen. You know why you've heard that? Cause that's sales, man. That's sales. Woo, that's a money scriptures right there. That's the, it's just like the, uh, you ever heard somebody say, oh, well, that's the money ball right there. Yeah, that's the money ticket. That's the scriptures right there that fills them offering plates up. How many of you can look around here and tell I'm not interested in the depth of the offering plate? Amen. A lot of times I even forget to take up offering in this church. Amen. But you know what? God always supplies the need. Amen. God always supplies our need. Okay. But now, now, as I was studying this lesson, now I want to take a little closer look at this and begin to look at this and realize and, 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 and look at it from a different perspective. Because, you know, a person could say, hey, God be us. who can be against us? Enough said I can do all through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. Enough said. Amen. And that all sounds fine, well, and good. However, all that has to do with who's saying it. Now let that sink into your mind here just a minute. Because in my daily walk in this life, I hear a lot of people walking around talking that. That ain't no more living for God than a rock. Got a 12 pack of beer in one hand, a pack of cigarettes hanging out of their pocket, uh, 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 uh some bag of weed at the house, and yet they're talking about, uh, <clears throat> oh yeah, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. Uh, are you a Christian? Oh, absolutely, I'm a Christian. Absolutely. You go out here, I guarantee you right now, you can walk out here and ask 8 out of 10 people that you ask, do you believe in Jesus? Probably nine or ten out of ten will tell you yeah, and then if you ask them, say, "Uh, uh, uh did you go to church?" Probably none of them will say yeah. And if there is a few, there may be a few. Uh, uh, uh you can ask them, say, "Do you go to church on a regular basis?" Well, no. Uh, you know, probably none would say yes. But you could ask anyone, and, and a lot of them would say no. I mean, they say tell you straight up, no, they don't. But you can ask them, "Do you believe that if you died right now, you'd go to heaven?" Now those other questions they may be going well yeah I don't man yeah I don't know you know you may get a lot of he hauls and all that kind of stuff well maybe I don't know but you know what I can guarantee you the one they'll answer boom just like that no hesitation they won't hesitate they'll answer it boom just like that do you believe if you died right now you go to heaven absolutely they will not they will not hesitate oh yes absolutely of course I will what do you mean his grace is sufficient. That's a person that's going to spend eternity in hell right there. No question about it. Unless they change, that's a person that will never see heaven. That's a person that will be in hell for an eternity. And you know what? Most people, most people that profess Christianity that will be in hell have paid big money for it. They're paying big money for that spot in hell. And they won't have to worry about how they're going to get there because that leader that led them through this life, he'll be leading them straight to hell too. He'll be their leader there leading them on down there because that's where he's leading them right now. You ain't going to get theory in this church. I'm going to show you the Bible in this church. Y'all know that. Amen. Don't take nobody's word for it. Don't ever take my word for that. I want you to see it in the Bible. Because that Bible is what's going to to get you to heaven. The Bible is what's going to help you make it. Praise God. Not me. I'm going to help you see it. When you see it, you'll see it. Ain't nobody going to have to say, man, that light will go off and it'll be like, wow, there it is. How many of you have had any moments like that in this church? Amen. Amen. That's what we're after. We're after that Bible. Amen. Lots of Yes, amen. Okay. So when I was looking at this, I'm not here to tell you about enough said, even though that's the title of the message. I'm here to tell you about who it is enough said to. Listen. The Word of God is not for the world. People seem to think that the Word of God is for the world. It's for everybody. Jesus came to seek you to save that which was lost. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Wait a minute. That's not rightly dividing the Word of truth. You need to find out what the Bible's saying. The Bible says that him that hath an ear, hear what the Spirit saith under the who? Church. Under the who? Church. Under the church. He wasn't talking to the world. He was talking to His church. This Bible was not written to the world. This was written for His people. This is written to the church, not to the world. He said, they cannot hear the Word of God. Their eyes they have closed. Their ears they have shut. Lest they should see with their eyes, hear with their ears, and be converted. See? He said, their eyes they have closed. And He said, they... They have closed their eyes and he said they have turned away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. Let me, let me just show you for just a minute how, how far fetched, how far awry the word of God has gone. You, listen, <laughs> you live in the same world I live in. Show me in that Bible right there where it says homosexuality is okay. You ain't going to find it. But you can go find them in the pulpit at, among, at a lot of these churches. And they're certainly in the congregation of the churches and even in the biggest church in the state, of, probably in the United States of America. The biggest church. I'd say probably by far. They asked that man, you got a lot of homosexuals in your congregation, man. said. So uh, you know, you don't speak against that. Well, We like to make everybody feel welcome. And we want everybody to feel comfortable and welcome. Oh, dear God. Let me tell you something, mister. This place right here ain't the comfort zone. That's what's wrong with churches today. This place ain't to make you feel comfortable. This place... uh, Oh, no, 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 no. No, no. Homosexuality is not welcome in this church. It's not made to feel comfortable in this church. The Bible says... That... Come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord. Touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. You're not going to come in with your filth. And, and now you can come in here and lay down at the altar right there, praise the Lamb of God, and I'll dance the aisles with you. Praise the Lord. I'll pray with you, man, till my, till my lungs fall out, till my eyes fall out of my head. You know I will, praise God. And I'll grab them up and hug them up, man, and tell them, Praise the Lamb of God. Come on, brother. Come on, sister. Hallelujah. Put that man behind you. Let's get on the brazen the trail for Jesus. Praise God. Hallelujah. I don't care where somebody's been. I don't care what they've done. But don't you bring it in the house of God and think you're going to hold on to it and serve God in this church. It ain't going to happen. This is my pea patch and this is the king of kings we're talking about. You ain't coming in here and pushing your agenda. It ain't happening. Praise the Lamb of God. I didn't write the book, folks. I'm just a messenger. Praise God. The Lord said, and let me tell you something. When you quit preaching the Word of God, when you quit preaching it like you wrote it, you're already on your way down. And you know what's so bad about that? Is there are millions, millions following, following that doctrine. Following those people that have allowed that leaven in the lump. You know why? They're famous. Money. The Bible says, "What doth it profit a man if he gain the whole world yet lose his soul?" It don't matter how much money you got. Doesn't matter how many lear jets you fly on, man. Doesn't matter about all that kind of stuff. What matters is where am I leading you? What matters is what if you breathe your last breath before I see you again? Where are you going to be? What matters is. I'm going to have to give an account. The Bible says, obey them that have the rule over thee. That's to the pastors. He's telling you to obey your pastor. Obey them that have the rule over thee as one that watcheth for your soul. As one that must give an account. I'm going to have to give an account for what I've preached. But everybody has preached the Lord into this buddy or this pal that just is everybody's friend. He is not everybody's friend. Matter of fact, the Word of God says that any man that is a friend of this world is the enemy of God. That's right. But they have turned all this upside down. The Bible speaks very expressly and clearly about that. It says they will call evil good, And good evil. Did you know? And I know you live in this same world we all live in. They call homosexuality okay. They call it good. Everybody's embracing it. And you know what? They call people like me evil. You're an evil hater. You're a hate. You're a hater. Why? Yes. Why? Yes, I am a hater. Yes, I am a hater. I hate sin just like my king hates sin. Amen. You know what? The Bible said, you know, everybody thinks they're going to heaven. But did you know that very few are going to make heaven? Very few. The Bible says it. The Bible says, straight is the gate, narrow is the way. Did you know Jesus was narrow minded? He is narrow minded. Did you ever deal with somebody that was narrow minded? I mean, buddy, just their way, no way else. Welcome to Jesusville. Because it's His way and no way else. And He is absolutely never minded. He said, straight is the way. What's the way? He said, I am the way, the truth and the life. (laughs) Amen. I am the way. So straight is the gate, narrow is the way that leadeth unto life. And few Few there be that find it, but the Bible says, "Broad is the way that leadeth that uh, that goeth leadeth unto destruction, and many there be, many there be that go in thereat." See, it's the Bible, it's the Bible. But what I'm talking about tonight is all the people of this world that go along. They don't do nothing for the Lord. They don't live for God. They don't They don't pray. They don't read the Bible. They don't do any of those things. Yet, they like to quote those scriptures because they've heard them on TV. Or maybe they've heard them through their times of their life. And they like to, to, to quote those scriptures. The Lord will never leave me nor forsake me. Well, that Scripture doesn't apply to that person because He's not with them anyway. Do you understand that? He said... Now, let me tell you something. That does not mean that God will not protect you from yourself until he you get where He wants you to be. But I'm going to tell you something. That's a very, very slim place. But people say that I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. How many times have you heard people say they love the Lord? I ask people that a lot. You love Jesus? You can go out here and ask a thousand people. Do you, do you know the Lord? Do you believe in Jesus? Yeah. Well, they really don't. They, they believe he exists, but they don't believe in him. But you ask him, say, do you believe in the Lord? Yeah. Do you love him? Yeah. You got children, don't you? Let me ask you a question. Do you know how they spell love? Everybody be quiet. Do you know how they spell love? I'm going to tell you how they spell love. T-I-M-E. I got kids. I got grandkids. All of them grown. Just about. You see that little... Beautiful little lady sitting over there on the end over there. That's the best part of me right there. And did you know they love her a lot more than they love me? They do love her more than they love me. You know why they love her more than they love me? Because when they was coming up, she's the one spent more time with them. I was always making a living or on the road or doing something. I was always busy. And so she spent a lot more time. Now, they love me. Don't get me wrong. They love me. But I hope there never comes a time where they have to make a choice because I'm in a world of trouble if that happens. <clears throat> amen. See, ya. see ya, you. See you, Grandpa. Hey, good to see ya, you. know, <laughs> Come on, come on now. <laughs> yeah, amen. But you know what? You know what Jesus said? He said, if you love me, keep my commandments. He said... With your mouth you do worship me, but your heart is far from me. Exactly. He said, Why call ye me Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say? See, that's the thing. Those those scriptures right there are for His people. See? Let me tell you something. I make enough money to take care of this little darling right here because God's blessed me that way. Amen. I make enough money to take care of her. But you know what? I don't take care of every woman who comes down the pike. I take care of this one right here because she loves me. She's proven herself she loves me. See what I mean? Listen. She's been with me through thick and thin. And I'm going to be with that woman through thick and thin. You better believe it. God's been with me through thick or thin, and I'm going to be with Him through thick or thin. Amen. And His Word applies to me because I keep His commandments, because I'm in covenant with Him. You ever heard about Samson? You know who Samson was. Okay. Let me just drop a thought in your mind right here. Everybody put your thinking caps on. Now, now think about Samson. Think about Samson for just a moment. First of all, everybody be quiet. You remember the story about Samson? Delilah, Samson and Delilah, remember that? You remember he lost his strength? He was a super strong man, remember that? He lost his strength. Do you remember how he lost his strength? Okay, well, everybody everybody would say that the the reason he lost his strength is because he cut his she cut his hair. The minute she cut his hair, he lost his strength. Everybody said, Well, his strength was in his hair, but his strength wasn't in his hair. He was in a Nazarite vow with God from his birth. And that long hair, uncut hair. Now, by the way, that's a shame, the Bible says, for a man to have long hair. Jesus did not have long hair, despite what da Vinci painted him as having. He did not have long hair because Paul stated that it was a shame for a man to have long hair. However, he did have long hair. Samson had long hair because he was in a vow. And the Bible says that the Lord told him, told his mother, said, a razor shall never come upon his head. And there was many things that were part of that vow. And so any of those things, if any one of those things had been had been uh, uh, broken, any part of those, then it would have broken the covenant. See, Samson had the strength of a thousand men because he was in covenant with God. The Lord said, I will be with him all the days of his life because he was in a vow. And it's the same way with you. As long as you are in covenant with God, then those Scriptures apply to you because you are in covenant. But when you're out of covenant, and let me tell you, it don't take no great big thing to take you out of the covenant. It just cut his hair. It was just one small thing of the vow. But it broke his covenant. And he didn't hear some come through there. He didn't hear no whoosh or nothing like it, it wasn't no big crash all of a sudden. He got up, the Bible says, and he went out there like he was going to whip them guys that was come after him just like he'd always done. He thought he still had strength. He walked out there. Man, they took him just like that, took him captive, took him in, put his eyes out and put him to, on a grinding mill. You know, after a, quite a while, the hair came back and it put him back in covenant. And he prayed unto the Lord, and the Lord restored that covenant. And in the last day of his life, he killed more people than all the other days that he lived by pushing those pillars out and killing all those people in that stadium that were mockers of God. There is no limit to the things that you can do if God be for you. There's the key to it, honey. If God be for you, who can be against you? But the key to it is, is God for you? Because before God's going to be for you, you're going to have to be for Him. He said, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. That don't mean come unto me with all your nonsense and hold on to it, and I'm going to let you yoke up with me. The Bible says... Let's look over in the book of uh, Isaiah. Come with me over to uh, Isaiah 4 and 1. Listen carefully. Let me tell you, this is the world right here in a nutshell. Isaiah 4 and 1. It says in that day, seven women will take hold of one man. It's talking about the day we're living in right now. But it's not talking about, it's not talking about the moral situation. It's talking about a spiritual thing. Seven women will take hold of one man. What does it say there? Who's got that? Come on with it. Okay, listen carefully to this. Now listen, let me, let me help you understand this. What's the bread? The bread of life is the word of God. But seven women will take a hold of one man. This is talking about the churches. Seven women will take a hold of one man and will say, we will eat our own bread, okay? Another word, that's that's them saying, hey... <laughs> we'll, we'll 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 create our own word. We'll get our own Bible. We'll go get us a message Bible. We'll go get us a uh, we'll go get us which I've never seen such an atrocity in all of my life. But uh, we'll we'll uh, uh, we'll eat our own bread. In other words, they don't want to hear nothing about no King James Version Bible. What they want to hear is a Bible that's been deciphered around to where it makes everything good and there's nothing abrasive in the whole Word of God. But let me tell you something. You know what the Bible says in there? The Bible says that He does all these wonderful things to those people who fear Him. And that's what the problem is, is no one fears God anymore. But let me tell you something. The Bible says, fear not man, which can but kill the body, but rather fear me, who can not only kill your body, but put your soul in hell. Let me tell you something. If there was ever anything you had, to, you better have a fear of, it is God. Amen. That's not the kind of fear where you live in terror of God. If you're living for God, you need to you love Him, and and I, I don't have a terror of God. But you know what? I got enough fear of Him. When I get out of line, buddy, I find me a place to get on my knees and say, Jesus, uh, oh God, I'm sorry. Oh God, forgive me for that. Lord, I'm sorry. Lord, don't blow me up, God, because I'm gonna tell you something. Take it from somebody knows you ain't never been blown up until you've been blown up by God. You can't even wrap your mind around blowed up, huh, till you've been blowed up by Jesus huh. he's not sitting up there waiting with his finger on the button, but let me tell you when you do something stupid, maybe I'm the only one huh, he will say, "Look my he kind of you know I could just kind of picture my dad because he'd be like." Yeah, daddy did that to me one time. I was going to run from him. Oh, that was not very smart. Because we was in the pasture, you know, it was up by the house, and he said, boy, and he he looked over at me, and I was like, you know, come over to me. And I, I was looking at him, and I was I was weighing my chances. And he just stopped in his tracks. I didn't realize he had a lariat rope in his hand. He's the one who taught me to rope. And he looked at me. He looked and he read it right off. He could see my mind working, man. I was thinking, he's old, man. I smoke him. He won't see nothing but my dust because I'm a track star. He stopped and he looked he just said, <laughs> he said, don't you run from me, boy. I said. Looked at him, you know, he said, <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. Boom! About the time, buddy. I took off. I took about three or four steps. And he stretched me out like a calf, son. He got me around the neck. One didn't break my neck. He he had me, stretch me out. Bow! Bow! I, I went, my feet went straight out. Boom! I landed flat on my back. He walked over and said, Uh, That was fun. You want to try that again? I said, No, no, Dad. Dad. I'm good. I'm good. He said, Hey, here's an idea. How about getting to what I was telling you to do? Okay. Consider it done. You know, that's just like the Lord. He's sitting up there, and everybody thinks that God is just sitting there ready to blow you up. Everybody's sitting up there thinking He's just sitting there with His finger on the button. He's ready to blow you up. No, He's not. Oh, He wants me to do this, and He wants me to do that. I just can't do it. It's so hard. It's terrible. It's so You know, God is trying to get you to an expected end. God is trying to save you from yourself. God's trying to get you home. You're looking at this life. God's looking at that life. You're looking at what's going on around you. God's looking at where you're headed. He, you need to take your eyes off what's going on right now around you and put your eyes on where you're headed. You can't get where you're going looking where you've been. You can't get where you're going looking at where you're at. Take your eyes off of that. The Bible said, listen, Paul, as we talked about here just recently, Paul said, I consider not myself to have apprehended. In other words, I'm not the sharpest knife in the drawer. But the greatest apostle that ever lived, Paul said, This one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth to those things which are before. See, I press toward the mark for the prize. Church, give me some scriptures. Sister Erica, Galatians three twenty seven. Sister Sharon, Luke six forty six. Sister Tara, John fourteen fifteen. And then we're going to go to John ten. I'm trying to hurry. I know we're running a little over tonight. Please bear with me for a few more moments. Who's got that first scripture? Come on. Into Christ. Okay, stop right there. Now listen. All the world likes to claim, just as the Bible said, in that day there will be seven women that will take a hold of one man and say, we will eat our own bread and wear our own apparel. Only let us be called by your name to take away our reproach. Everybody that's living like hell out here in this world, even going to so-called churches, but yet they say, they, they, oh no, no, uh, 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 no, no, you might hear one scripture in the church and even that scripture when they preach, they'll take one scripture and it's out of a, a Bible that's watered it down, so, so watered down, and, and, and they'll take that and they'll, or sometimes they won't even use the scripture, they'll just tell you a story by something that happened to them or something somebody else did, and, and, you got five minutes of preaching. An hour of singing, five minutes of preaching, and that's it. Then everybody's, on, everybody's uh, out the door in the parking lot. And you know what? You can go to the parking lot of most churches, and you can go to a parking lot across town at a beach club, and they come out the door looking the same way! You can't tell no difference from a church parking lot or a beach club parking lot. Let me tell you something. You need to get in the Bible and find out how separate God meant. He meant for His people to be separated. He meant for His people to be different. Well, God ain't looking on the outside. He's looking on the inside. Well, you know, that's true. Have you ever heard anybody say that? Oh, no, now, God ain't no God said in the Bible now. Did you know the devil knows that Bible too? And he tried that on Jesus. But let me tell you, let me give you the rest of the story. Let me tell you what the Bible really says about it. Let me tell you something they missed. And it's just an honest mistake. They missed it. But I know where they're getting that scripture. You know, where they get that scripture, they get that scripture over there where Jesus said, Go and anoint one of the sons of Jesse king over Israel. He was going over to anoint David. He didn't know he was going to anoint David. He just knew it was going to be one of the sons of Jesse. So all the sons of Jesse come up one at a time. And he carried a horn of oil over there. And here comes Eliab, one of David's brothers. Great big tall strapping dude, you know. And man, oh man, Samuel saw him and said, Oh my goodness, ha, well surely the Lord's anointed is before me now. I mean this dude must have been some kind of something to look at, you know. And you know what the Lord said? Look not upon the height of his stature nor upon his countenance. I have already refused him. You know what? I have a feeling Eliab had too much Eliab in him. Eliab probably had that. Oh yeah, it's me. He probably had that attitude. See, he went through all the different, you know what the, you know what the Lord told Samuel? He said, for I, the Lord, see not as man seeth. He said, man looketh upon the outward appearance, but I the Lord look upon the heart. Did you know that's where they get that? And so they say, see, see, God looks upon the heart. See, God ain't looking at that. God ain't looking at, the, at that. Well, you know what? They're right. They're right. But let me tell you the part they missed. See, you sometimes you can't see the forest for the trees, but let me tell you the part they missed, and then I'm going to rightly divide the word for you, and I'm going to show you how, yes, it does matter. Okay? He said, but in that same Scripture, that He said, I, the Lord, look upon the heart, in that same Scripture, He said, man looketh upon the outward appearance. Isn't that what He said? That's what the Scripture said. But, then you go over to Matthew chapter 5, and the Bible says in verse 16, let your light so shine before men. Okay. Man looketh upon the outward appearance. And if you're to let your light so shine before men, how are you going to let what's going on on your inside shine before men? Oh, no, no, no. What they're going to see is what's going on on the outside. Because you know what? What's going on on the inside is going to show on the outside. You can look holy and not be holy, but you can't be holy and not look holy. Because if you are holy, you're going to get in them scriptures and you're going to dig in and find out what God expects from His people. And it's a whole lot more than this world paints. They've painted it down, and it's just like that devil to do it. Half God really said... Now, God don't need all that, my goodness, my man. Now, you well, you don't need to go to no church. Why, well, God loves His people, He loves everybody. Now, God is love. God is love, my goodness. Why do birds suddenly appear? I mean, you know, just want to go and do a love song every time somebody mentions God. He's the king, man. He's the King of Kings. Yes, He loves His people. He loves those that love Him. He said, "If you love Me, keep My commandments." Who's got that next scripture? The Bible says. Wait a minute. The Bible says. Now, if you if you've ever heard the scripture, it says, "If any man be in Christ." He's a new creature. You ever heard that scripture? Yeah. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Now, but the key is, if any man be in Christ. Now, despite what the world would have you think, you don't just step up and say, Jesus, I receive you into my heart and, and, and you're saved. That's the craziest nonsense I've ever heard in my life. There's no Bible anywhere for that. None. None. First of all, that's backwards. And it's just like the devil to do that. Just using simple logic. I'll tell you what. You go over to Buckingham Palace (laughs) and you just tell that guard at the gate, the big tall guys, you know, with a big hat, Hey pal, hey, yeah, that's right. You in a big hat? Listen, you go tell the queen. It took me a while to get here, but I'm here now, and I'll see her. Okay, you tell her to go in there, and I'll see her now. But I am in kind of a hurry. So I tell her to come because you know I have got places to be, things to see, places to go, places to be. You go tell her I'll see her now. Now, and you tell me how that works out for you. And she's just simply an earthly queen. We're talking about the King of Kings, God Almighty, the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the ending, the one that created the universe, made the stars, called them by name, the same God. That destroyed every living thing on this planet at one time. You ain't never seen a mass murderer like God. But yes, He is love. And He loves His people. But the devil has painted Him as some pushover. He's not a pushover. He loves His people. He loves His people. And He wants everybody to line up with that word. But that is the mark. There's nothing less than that mark going to make it. The Bible says this: If the righteous scarcely, sister, sister Hutton, would you get me First Peter four eighteen? Okay, who's got who's got Luke six forty six? Amen. Okay, John fourteen fifteen quickly. He said, if you love me, keep my commandments. That's simple. Okay. Now, let's, who's got the next one? Yeah, let's go to John 10. Everybody go to John 10 with Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Let's go to John 10, and I'm trying to hurry. I'm almost done. Just bear with me a couple minutes here. Amen. Okay, John 10. John 10, and we're going to go to verse 1. He said, verily, verily, I say unto you, He that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. So what's he talking about there? Jesus said, I am the door. His name is the door. Jesus is the door. No man cometh to the Father but by Him. you got to come through the name. The very Scripture you quoted earlier tonight, Acts 4.12, said there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. That's Acts 4.12. Now, that's the name of Jesus. And He said, He said here, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that entereth not by the door... Into the sheepfold. Now, remember, he said, I am the door. He says that down later. He that entereth not by the door. In other words, you try to come any other way, but through him, through his name in the waters of baptism, in the name of Jesus. If you ain't got the name of Jesus, if you're not in him, remember the Bible says, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away, and behold, all things are become new. Isn't that what it says? But if that's the case, the question needs to be, how do you get in Christ? The Bible says, for as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. Amen? So that's how you get in Christ. He said, as many of you as have been baptized into into Christ, have put on Christ. When you're baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, it's for remission of sins, the Bible says. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, which means to remit them. But you also take on his name. And when you take on his name, you become the bride. And when you become the bride, you're in covenant. You say, he says, will you, did you know a marriage is a covenant? I know it doesn't seem like that in modern day time. I mean, I don't know if you've ever seen that. But in modern day time, it just doesn't seem much like a covenant anymore. It's the try it before you buy it plan. Or it's the, hey, why buy the cow when you get the milk for free? That's not God's way. God's way is, if a man cannot contain, let him marry because it's better to marry than to burn. That's pretty, pretty plain. Pretty plain. Now, but, marriage is a covenant. When you go and, 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 and say your marriage vows, when you, when you marry somebody, you're in a covenant with them. You make a commitment to them that they're going to be your only one, and you're going to be their only one. And it's the same with the Lord. When you take on His name, you're in covenant. He said, in that day, I will make with them a new covenant. Amen. And so when, when you take on His name, you become the bride, which makes you the church. You don't become the church to become the bride. You become the bride to become the church. Until you become the bride, you are not the church. Despite what they say out there, it's not Bible. you got to follow Bible. The Word of God tells you that we are the bride. The bride is the church, and the church is the bride. Just because you call yourself a church does not make you the church of the living God. There is a church of Lucifer. Do you know that? It's one of the biggest growing churches in America. It's called the Luciferian church. There's the church of Wicca. There is the church of witchcraft. There's the church of agnosticism. There are churches everywhere. The Lord said many lords, many gods, but there's only one God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. His name ain't Allah. His name is Jesus, praise God. His name ain't Buddha. His name is Jesus, hallelujah. Hmm. Jesus said, I am the first and the last. He said, beside me there is no God. He said, there was no God before me, neither will there be any God after me. For I, the Lord, am Alpha and Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the ending. I am He that was dead and is alive forevermore. I am God. Hallelujah. And beside me, there is no God. That's the Bible. How do you get any clearer than that? See, I'm not here to tell you about theories. What I'm here to tell you about is that, listen... Those theories are wrong because they're not Bible. It ain't got nothing to do with who's smarter or who's because smarts ain't got nothing to do with it. The Bible said he hid it from the wise and the prudent and revealed it unto babes. That pretty well sums it up for me. It means he hid it from the real smart fellows and give it to dummies like me. Praise God, I don't care as long as I got it. As long as I got what I need to make it home, you can call me stupid all you want. I don't care how stupid I'm in. You know what? I'm just stupid enough to believe that Bible right there. I'm just dumb enough, uh, praise God, to take it for what it says. I'm just dumb enough, praise God, to believe it's going to take that to get me home. And I'm going to follow it. I'd rather, let me tell you what, if it don't take it to get me home, I'd rather have it, not need it, than need it, not have it. My wife gets on me all the time. She goes, oh, God, don't open the back of his truck. Oh, Lord, God. Oh, my God, you can't find nothing in there. Well, I'd say, well, I'm going to get me something out of the back of my truck because I know it's in there. Oh, well, if he can find it. Oh, well. You know, she keeps her truck clean. You know why she treats her truck clean? Because I keep it clean for her. But I keep everything in my truck. And my guys love that. Because if they forget something at home, and I go to the job and say, man, what... Why are you doing that? Oh, I forgot my deal at the house. Well, go out there in the truck and get one in the back of my truck. Back there. Well, you got one in the back of your truck? Well, yeah, i got two in the back of my truck. Amen. But you know what? She, she'll complain about that, but that's my motto. I'd rather have it and not need it than need it and not have it. I believe with every fiber in me, it's going to take everything I preach to make it home. And i got Bible to back it up. Not just one scripture. Not just something unrightly divided. But i got Bible, 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 and Bible to back up that Bible. Praise God. Amen. And the more you're in this church, the more that you listen, the more you see this Word, you're going to say, you know what? And I'm going to tell you, and, and I know, sister, you kind of jump right in. Amen. But I'm going to tell you something. And I've seen a lot of people say, you go out there and say, oh, my God. Man, that guy's nuts, man. Silence <laughs> I <kill> you. <laughs> I did not ask you all that. Children are meant to be seen, not heard. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? It's all in that Bible right there, And it doesn't take a rocket scientist to see it. You know what it takes? It takes an anointed man of God that's, that's anointed by God to teach it. He said, I will give you pastors and teachers. He said, how shall they call on him in whom they have not heard? How, and he says, how shall they believe on him? and whom they have not heard. How shall they call on Him, and whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe on Him, whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And so God has an order of things, and He anoints His servants with God. Now, with that anointing to teach what His Word says. And then He gives you the anointing, And the understanding, the Bible says, Then opened he their understanding that they might understand Scripture. And that's what it's all about. It's not about doctors of theology. It's not about the blind leading the blind. What it's about is somebody that's willing to submit themselves to God and say, Lord, I know I'm not much. God, I know you could have done a whole lot better than me. But God, I'm willing. Lord, and if you'll lead me, if you'll show me and tell me what you want me to do, God, I'll do it. Amen. And you know what? Then when it does happen, then somebody said, You know what? That was God. That was God. See, don't ever misunderstand me. When I say I'll lay my hands on you and heal you, I'm telling the truth. But it ain't me that does it. It's the anointing I got from God. Amen. Because the Bible said, freely ye have received, freely give. He said, go and heal the sick. Go and raise the dead. He didn't say go and lay hands on them and I'll heal them. He said go and heal the sick. Go and raise the dead. He said go and cast out devils. He said, freely ye have received, freely give. But the power's God. Amen. That's what it takes to make it home, that Bible. You know what the most important thing in every war is? It's intel, which is short for intelligence. ain't got nothing to do with being a genius or nothing like that. It's what's the enemy up to? Information, that's right. What are they? What do they do? You know what? That's how we won the last world war. Because they were, they were pulling stuff. They had technology man so far beyond our, beyond ours. We didn't, man, they already had rockets. We didn't know rockets, man. <laughs> you kidding me? We didn't have any jet propulsion. They already had rockets. They already had jets. The Germans invented all that stuff. We kidnapped some of their. We took captive some of their, uh, uh, some of their greatest scientists, and that's how we got all that stuff over here. But you know what? They got a hold of some people that could decipher their codes called wind talkers mm-hmm. And they, they had a knack for breaking code. And so they started finding out where they were going to be and what they were up to. And by the, and when they got there, a lot of our troops were already there waiting on them. And that's how they won the war. It was intel. And that is what wins wars now. And did you know we're in a war? People don't understand that. We're in a war. This is a war. Paul said... I have fought a good fight. He said, fight the good fight of faith. He also said, we are not ignorant of his devices. He said, I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren. We are not ignorant of his devices. Now, that word ignorant, a lot of people don't understand that either. doesn't mean you're stupid. But most people think that's what it means when you say, yeah, you're ignorant. has nothing to do with being stupid. You know what it means? It means you're ignoring something. That's what it means. Ignorant means a person that ignores stuff. You know, like men ignore women and they ignore men, unless it's something they want to hear. It's called selective hearing in most places. But, he said, I would not have you ignorant, brethren, concerning the enemy. Well, he means, what he means is don't ignore it because he's real. Don't ignore him. He tells you what the devil's up to and tells you how he's coming. He will come as an angel of light. I'll never get through this message tonight, but I do want to read on a few few more scriptures. Okay. He said, he said, but he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. You see? To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calleth his own sheep by name, and leadeth them out. Here Jesus is referring to himself as the porter, and I entered in by the sheepfold through the door by his name, and he said, He's the shepherd of the sheep. The Lord put me over this flock, and he put you in this fold. Amen. Because he saw something in you that he could use. He saw something in you that you needed. You needed something. And there's something you have to offer in this flock, and there's something that you can get from this church as well. Amen. And so He places, the Bible says, He puts us in the body according as He severally wills. Amen. I don't know what part I am in the body, but whatever part I am in that body, I'm going to be the best part I can be. Amen. Now, He said, To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calleth his own sheep by name and leadeth them out. And when he puteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Amen. I'm going to tell you something, folks. If you got any other kind of Bible in your life, you're the closest trash can's too far away. You need to put that thing in the garbage and get you a King James Version Bible. You ain't got no problem understanding that Bible. You just need to ask God to reveal it to you. And once he does, once he begins to show you how this work, how this works, man, you will never, ever want another Bible. Amen. I'll tell you. And that's a fact. And you know, everybody that's come through this church just about had some other kind of Bible. But, buddy, once they got a hold of King James, how uh, how, how you like it now? Amen. How you like that Bible now? Amen. Once you start seeing it and you get on them clear vision, man, you begin to see it. It's like, oh, my gosh. When you see it, there ain't nothing like it. The Bible says, my sheep know my voice, and another will they not follow. Amen. You hear his voice in the Word. The Bible says there's a voice in the Word. He says, and when he put forth his sheep, his his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Amen. This is my Father's voice right here. And a stranger will they not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. Amen. I can tell another Bible in a crowd of 10,000 people. Buddy, I mean, they can pick it up and start reading out of it but take three words. And I say, wait a minute. Hold wagon. What you got there? What are you reading at? Where, where's that coming out of? See? Amen. Well, that's as far as we can go tonight. Amen. It's already getting late. <clears throat> Praise God.